Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the clubhouse. This is episode 103. I'm your host, Teach Butler, sitting next to me, Big Dilly. How you doing, Dill? Good? Bad? Yeah, we're, uh, we're out here on a Wednesday, a wacky Wednesday, people say. Wacky Wednesday, that's for sure. Doge, is it wacky up there in Cleveland, or is that just a Cincy thing today? It's a little wacky. We went from being like 35 degrees to 65 degrees in a day, so... Yep, that's the wacky Ohio for you right there. It'll it'll be right back to it soon enough, I'm sure, says Cleveland, but Probably, here we are. Yep, could even be tomorrow, who knows. That's that's how it goes. Um, well, ladies and gents, we've got a great show for you. We're presented by the uh, Cheap Seats Network, by the way. Cheap Seats, Superior Sports, let me throw that in there. We haven't tossed that in in a while. Um, <clears throat> for our first quarter... I mean, we got to talk about USA versus Mexico. Incredible game. Obviously, I talked about in the last pod that I was going, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Second quarter, I mean, back-to-back wild quarters because we had a wild week in the Formula Doge world, so we'll have a little update from Formula Doge himself. Third quarter, we're going to bring it back. Dill's been asking for it. He's been wondering if he can extend the lead. NFL guessed the lines week 11. And then the fourth quarter, we're going to do something. We're going to do It's a copycat league, as they say. You know? Uh, we're going to do a little copycat off of Ryan Rosillo's pod, do some Super Bowl contenders, do a little draft there. We'll explain, explain that when we get there, but it's going to be a fun one. Going to be a good one. <clears throat> Just like every show. You've been here for 102. Why not stay for the 103rd? It's going to be a great one. But first, ladies and gents, we got to warm it up. we got to stretch it out. Make sure, uh, you know, we're ready to pod. It's going to be a good one. So... Without further ado, Doge, we'll give it to you first. <laughs> Sorry. Um, shit, I'm blinking right now. I gotta pull my dog back up. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll go. I'll go. This is all part of the warm up. I'll know? go. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> the Ben Simmons saga continues. Ben Simmons right now currently away from the team for mental health reasons. Currently, uh, he recently met with the Sixers doctors. They deemed him actually mentally fit to play. But Ben's Paul or Ben's agent, Rich Paul, LeBron's homie, uh, clutch sport, you know, head there, thinks that the 76ers are forcing Ben back to play to increase his trade value. Um, here's an actual quote from Rich um, about the situation. <clears throat> I truly believe the fines, the targeting, the negative publicity shined on the issues that's very unnecessary and has furthered the mental health issues for Ben. <clears throat> Either you help Ben or you come out and say he's lying. Which one is it? Um, so this is just a super bad look because either Ben Simmons is lying about his mental health so he can collect money and not play for the 76ers because he's butthurt about some of the comments that Doc Rivers and Anthony Davis said last year, and the fact that Daryl Morey wants to trade him. Or Ben Simmons really is in not a great state of mind um, and doesn't want to play basketball right now, and the 76ers just want him to come back for their own gain so they can possibly win the season when they have a good team and they've got him under contract, and <clears throat> etc. So either way, this is not going to just you know kind of go under the rug. This is probably going to continue. It's going to get uglier. I mean, Daryl Morey earlier this year is quoted as saying, you know, Ben Simmons is under contract for four years, so be prepared for this battle to go four years long, which <clears throat> there's no way that's going to happen. But 
I can imagine more and more blows being taken similar to this or quotes like that coming out where Rich Paul, the agent of Ben Simmons, is literally saying, are you calling us like a liar? Like, are you saying Ben's a liar and that he's not, you know, in an unfit mental state, which is something that's really hard to call out and say, especially in today's climate where people are really taking mental health very seriously. So either the team isn't taking it seriously enough or Ben Simmons isn't taking it seriously enough, and it's just not a good look. So um, I wonder if Aunt, uh, Adam Silver is going to kind of step in and, and say, hey, guys, let's get this figured out because this is not not cool. So either way, <clears throat> glad it's not happened to the Celtics. Uh, we're bouncing back after our team meeting, best defense in the league since we had our meeting. That was apparently an awful meeting, but uh, we're looking good. So shouts out to the boys, but hopefully the Sixers get that figured out because it's not a good look, like I said. Doge, back to you. I've got it now. You weren't ready for the warm-up. You had to stretch it out extra. Run our quick lap. Here we are. <laughs> I was trying to get some screenshots of, of some stuff for later on in the pod, but I was, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. So. Got to get that prep work in. Come on now. This weekend, we saw the return of Cam Newton to Carolina. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Superman. Rejoined the Panthers. Uh, returned to the Panthers. He got two touchdowns. He had a passing touchdown, rushing touchdown. Otherwise, stat line a little lackluster. He really didn't play, you know, a majority of the game. It was three for four passing, eight yards, but had a touchdown. Had three rushes for 14 yards and a touchdown. So, <clears throat> I mean, very few snaps and, and a couple tutties, that's good. But the Panthers are practicing now to prepare Cam to start next week. So it'll be interesting how that winds up. You know, I'm... He's got to be better than Sam Darnold, I think. If I would be the one to to pull the trigger and say, hey, Cam's going to be the starter, or if I would try to give P.J. Walker the shot, XFL MVP. He was 22 for 29 passing, but he only had 167 yards, didn't have any touchdowns, ran the ball three for six yards, three times for six yards. So tough decisions there, but uh, We'll have to see what Cam brings out. If he's preparing to start, then he's going to get a lot more snaps than he just did. So we'll have to see how that turns out for him. But it's, it's cool to see him back in a Panthers uniform. Nothing else. Um, so looking I forward totally to seeing what the, what the week has in store for us. I totally forgot about P.J. Walker. <clears throat> low-key, yeah. low key, uh, I'm pretty sure they're like 2-0 and when he starts. So They got the dub this time. I mean, he was technically it? was the starting quarterback, even though Cam got both right? touchdowns. I think he's, he uh, took them all Matt the way Rule down guy. there, you know. He is Matt Rule guy from <laughs> yeah. Temple. Yeah, Temple. I was going to say Richmond. I was like, it's not Richmond. Rich what? Richmond. Dilly. Yeah. So Sad warm up, dude. I'm. I'm. It's. Ugh. I'm flopping him. I'm flopping doing, him. I'm Save doing it. a good warm up. Huge. Leaving that for the buzzer beater. That's a. All right. A teaser so, there for you. Yep. So we're doing a little. Uh, we're gonna have a, you know, nice time with Dill here. Um, uh, little. Oh, good switch. Just, I mean, minor hockey update, you know. Uh, all right, so this team started off the season 8-0, okay? Yep. Doing pretty well after a pretty good season last year and coming up short in the playoffs. And then October 30th came. Sure. And since then, all of their losses, which have been – Five total, three in overtime, so you get points for those. Yep, yep. So there's only two games they haven't gotten results or uh, points for, excuse me. 
but they have lost all five of those games since then, and they have won only two. You guys have any idea who, what team I'm talking about? I have, a guess. I have a huge, I have a big, big old fat gas, dude. This is it's very relative to what we just talked about. So relative that it's like stupid relative. Can you read the stat line for me again? That's who I think it is. I'm gonna get it right, Doge. You can, you can get this. You can get this, Doge. I just need to. I just need to hear it again. I didn't catch it all. I know. I'm just saying. You all can right. Get it. So since October 30th. This team has lost all five of their games. Like, are all five of the games that they've lost this season have been since then. And they started the season 8-0. So they started off really hot, and now since October 30th, they've dropped off, right? Do you know who it is? Do you have any guesses of who it is? After a successful season last year... Um, I'm so thrilled I'm finally getting one of Dill's things right. Like, this is, what a day. And then, they came up short in the playoffs. If I get this wrong, too, I'm going to be so So it's not the Lightning. I'm, you know it's not the Lightning. I don't got it. So it's something that's very relative to what we just talked about. An actual good hint, Doge. Finally, too. I'm glad that I have somebody agreeing with me. I'm blanking, bro. TJ's got this. Take Florida it. Panthers, baby. Yep. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Good shit. Hey. Good work. Thank you for picking it up. Um, yeah, so the Florida Panthers have been kind of cold since then. And the Lightning, their in-state brother, um, brother, beat him up a little bit in overtime with a 3-2 victory uh, with goals by Victor Hedman, Pat Maroon, and BP Braden Point. Patty. So, uh, BP, I believe, is the one who scored in overtime. Uh, Stats team is double-checking for me real quick with the live update, and they said yes. I mean, that's very BP of them. That is that is true. So That's when he gets Well, they are just making sure they get a few L's, because wasn't there a stat, like, no team that's ever started, like, 9-0 has ever won the Cup or something like that? Maybe. I don't know. I think you're right about that stat. They're just making sure they're getting the L's out of the way now. They're like, "Oh, oh, we can't keep winning. Especially some overtimers where you're getting. There was points. some goofy stat like that. Maybe they actually even hit the. I think the they hit it. Maybe I, they won too many games. I to think start. they. I think they did. All right, let me check something real quick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah this is this is right. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's because of the whole Joel Quinnevel thing. Yeah. And the thing that came out about the. Chicago Blackhawks, and then when he was the coach of them, and then he had uh, he resigned. Yeah, that was bad news. So that was bad. That was probably right around the time of when that happened. Yeah, that'll 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 put you off your rocker for sure. Yeah, I couldn't remember if he was the coach of them or the Hurricanes. I always get those two teams like kind of like one with another. But anyway. Warmed up, man. What we got for the first quarter? Anybody else in, uh, in for the warm-up? Are you ready to go? I think let's rock it. Let's hit it. What we got? Dos a cero, baby! USA, huge game, hosted in our town, boys. Cincinnati at TQL Stadium. Ugh. I just still hate that stadium. The West End Stadium. We had it at the West. 
It was so awesome. I was actually there. Johnny B hooked it up. We had some. Uh, we won the raffle for our season tickets. So we were able to sit real nice spots. Me, Patch, uh, Johnny B, and our friend uh, Mr. Rockhold. Incredible game. Um, <clears throat> with the two zero victory was awesome. I mean, our team just looks incredible. We're so fast. One of the best moments I think of sports I've ever experienced. Before I go any further was singing the national anthem with everybody in the crowd. Because usually, like, I'm at, like, a, ba- a basketball game or a, a, maybe a Reds game or a baseball game, other soccer game, and I'm one of, like, 20 people singing. It's usually <laughs> people who like to sing the national anthem are usually singing it. Almost every single person in the entire stadium was singing the national anthem. Na- national anthem, excuse me. And it was just rocking out, and it was so cool. Um... And that was just an awesome moment. So I don't know if you guys caught that on TV or not, but it was really, really cool. And um, if not, I'll share it with you guys. So I'll let you guys speak about the team and your experience from the game, and then I'll, I'll talk about it from inside the stadium after that. But go ahead, Dilly. Yeah, I unfortunately didn't see it. I heard about it, oh. and I saw uh, – or I heard some of the video that you right. had. Yeah. Um, yep. You could definitely tell. Also, from when I was watching the game and stuff and some of the stuff that you were showing me, you can tell that stadium gets pretty loud when yeah. it's full. So, FCC, get your you-know-what straight. Yeah, right. Fill that stadium up, and you guys will be rocking that, okay? So, that's something that shows you there's the potential. But as far as the USA-Mexico game, I mean, that was a huge game. And it was tight for a while. I, I didn't see a lot of it. That was one of the biggest like, games in, um, you know, our... Our history, because that was a World Cup qualifier. Not history, but, like, you know, in a long time. And that was the first time we yep. beat Mexico three times in a row since 1937, which is a huge stat. So, like, we haven't dominated them in a long time like that either. Yeah. So. Yeah. As far as the actual gameplay, I was kind of in and out as far as being asleep. So, I was a little tired that yeah, night. Uh, being in and out. But <clears throat> when I saw some of the highlights and the goal, oh. well... I saw that there were team away. There was a goal. I didn't know about the second goal until I checked the score. But uh, Christian, I mean, is uh, Christian Pulisic right? Yeah, but I'm just the cross yeah. was just as nice too. As right? Well. Who is that from? Team away. Couldn't tell you who anything about he's him. So, he's my favorite U.S. dude. He's so good, man. Oh my god. That was that was a a perfect. That was probably the best ball and goal combo in that stadium so far. For sure. That Castillo Ripper against the crew was unbelievable, man. Probably. You were there for both, right? Yeah. So, you tell but me. the America one way more, like... Just bigger. Like, it was just way cool. On much more... It was a better goal on, like, the connection was so awesome. Pulisic, yeah. like, so aggressively attacked the ball. Yeah. Which is awesome, but I don't know. It was it was super cool. Doge, what did, I want to hear what you think first. Before I was trying I to say it. it was on a much more grand scale. Yeah, for sure. That's what I was trying to say before when I couldn't get it out. It like, was much more. It was a rivalry, like an even bigger rivalry game. Right. Like, even though FC and Columbus is a rivalry game, this one is so much bigger. Right. So, Doge, you're up. Without a doubt, I mean, definitely our biggest rivalry uh, for USA soccer is is us versus Mexico. Um, and I mean, we've we've beaten them up. And T, I know you had the stat for last time we we beat them up this way, but 
Um, you know, it, it's it's just awesome to see them play the way they are. I mean, in the last decade, we've never seen a team for the USA be this fast. Dude, um, yes. We've got a lot oh of younger God. guys. I mean, our our Klinsman and our Bruce Arena teams, like they just were always older dudes that parked it and played for the counterattack, and we could never keep up with anybody. And it's it's a refreshing sight to see a, just the the polar opposite of that style playing now. So it's it's really fun to watch. Uh, we we played really well against Mexico. Cincinnati showed up really well. Yeah, and like Phil said, that that stadium was bumping a lot. Um, T obviously, you got the the first hand experience, so I'm excited oh. to hear more about that. But uh, we had Coach Beard in the house. Yeah, so. The team, the team was believing, and uh, it it seemed like a really cool game, man. And just uh, Christian Pulisic, he is just he can totally turn a game around. Like he he was a sub. I mean, he was coming out of injury. Had only practiced four times with the team, um, so he he wasn't going to get the start. But as soon as he came in, um, the boys really seemed to turn it on, and he was able to head that goal in just shortly after. So it, it's something that you know he can turn a game around just with how unbelievably talented he is and it was just an incredible game to watch and then we were able to move on and also beat jamaica just last night too so tied him no i thought we got him 2-1 1-1 one, one, right. one, one. canada beat Me- canada beat mexico 2-1 so mexico that's that's maybe the score is bottom of the table was the 2-1 but but yeah i mean I, I Ty's really nice though. The way still USA's nice. been playing, but you you kind of brought me to my next point there too. Is that I do feel like Mexico's kind of slumping yes. compared to what they they typically are doing. They usually play us a little bit harder, given our team is better than it usually has been in the last ten fifteen years. But um, to lose to Canada is pretty tough. But I also think it was like below freezing when they were playing. Oh, Canada's like, actually Canada's uh, top of the table, dude. Yeah, and it was probably like pretty a, good. An emotional letdown too, like a lot of energy drained from that game. I'm with you though. Back to back losses <clears throat> is a massive L for these guys. Yeah, that's not what that's not the typical Mexico you would see when they're playing these Concacaf. No, they at least tie one of them and probably win one. The old the Mexico we know, um, or used to know. I guess yeah, we grew up knowing. <clears throat> so, Doge, I want to say you took. Basically everything I was gonna say out of my mouth for how our team looks were like, I don't I'm, I didn't watch maybe some of the Alexi Laws teams and I'm sure soccer is just different then, but I think this team would beat any team in the U.S. history's like ass like handily. We're so much faster than every any team we've ever had. We've never been this aggressive. We're like the whole time we're attacking and we're not maybe we're not getting the best shots, but we're like in their face. We're putting pressure on them. We're we're trying we're taking shots. Thank goodness, like that's something we would never do before. We're actually getting crosses in. Sure, we have possession of the ball most of the time, and we're not like, all right, well, let's play five in the back and hopefully we can counter and maybe we'll get a nice goal. You all right, Dill? <laughs> you all right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Okay. You're coughing a little bit. Um. So. But, yeah, I mean, we've never been, like I said, this aggressive, which is nice. And, like like you mentioned too, Doge, we're not old anymore. We're young. All these guys are going to be getting better, and they're going to be, like, in their primes as we, like, host the World Cup. Um, 
And one thing, like, Christian Pulisic may, like, I think he is probably the most talented player, like, in terms of, like, pure talent on our team. But he has the knack, and, like, the best athletes in the world have this, of, like, when the stage is bigger, he turns up his volume just a little bit more. And when Guillermo Memo Ochoa comes out and says the U.S., um, you know, wants to look in the mirror and when they what they see or what they want to see is Mexico or, you know, something along those lines where it's like, you know, we're trying to be Mexico, you know, not like we're being the U.S. anymore. We're just trying to be like, have you know, play Mexican-style soccer, which I totally disagree with <clears throat> or whatever. Right. And so, Kristen Pulisic, not even knowing if he's going to get in, mind you, like, might not even play, writes under his shirt, man in the mirror, not even knowing if he's going to get an opportunity to score, let alone, but of course, him knowing himself is going, I'm going to get in, I'm going to score. So he gets in, and of course he scores, which by the way, we cannot say he just scores, because what a delivery and service from Timo Weah, who is my dude, was the man of the match from Greg Berhalter. Um, he was streaking up the side that was right on the side that we were sitting on. So, like, you could see him just moving up there, and it was so cool. <clears throat> see him make yeah. the cut, obviously get the cross in. Pulisic with the nasty move where he comes across the box. He doesn't just run straight. He actually attacks the ball, which is such a big goal scorer thing, not just waiting for the ball to come to you, actually going to get it. And he hits it with his head, puts it right in, absolute beautiful goal. The Weston McKinney goal is a kind of a little bit more of a garbage because it kind of hits off the Mexican defender. Um, or, you know, I mean, obviously they should be able to stop it, but it comes right to his feet, and he nets a perfect ball, so good on him for that. Um, but, I mean, Christian Pulisic is clearly a star, and he's going to be good for our team, and he didn't <clears> even play the whole game. So it'll be excited when, like, when he can actually play the full game with the rest of these guys. And we were missing a few of our... our uh, defensive backs that time with John Brooks. But Walker Zimmerman was incredible. He plays for Nashville right now, which is like, no wonder they're so good. I mean, he was a beast. Um, Antoine Robinson, uh, I think he was playing left back. Absolute stud all game. Made a lot of plays on offense, too, like making runs. And uh, I forget the the center mid. Oh, man. I forget his name right now, and I don't want to say it and be wrong, so I'm just going to leave it up to him. But he, you, if you watch the game, you know who I'm talking about. The center mid, um, I believe number six, incredible for us in that game. Really controlled the whole field and stopped a lot of the, the Mexican attack, which was great there too. So everybody played an incredible game. Looks like they knew the moment. Um, they could tell that, hey, we're opening the stadium. This is going to mean something to the people in this town. Um, really cool turnout from the USA fans. And then it seemed like it was really USA inside the stadium. But outside the stadium, there's a lot of Mexico fans and, like, little pop-up, uh, like, little Mexican <laughs> shops and trinkets and things. It was really cool. And they were going crazy for it. Um, so that was really cool to just see the whole thing. And then, obviously, the stadium is so beautiful and awesome when it gets, uh, you know, when the lights are going. And they had big USA and Mexico up there and um we saw fans from la austin um philadelphia kansas city um and seattle and like to a t each one of them said that we had the best stadium that they'd ever been to for soccer um they said austin's was probably just as good but the the lights at the top make ours um you know different from everybody else's so 
you know, I know the men in Blazers said, you know, it'll only be a matter of moments till the World Cup announces that Cincinnati is going to host the World Cup. Obviously, joke because it'll be in North America, but um, they were saying it's the closest thing to soccer heaven. So I couldn't have asked for a better game. It was such an incredible um, time out there, and what a good moment for America and American soccer for sure. So, um, any other thoughts on the boys or <laughs> that game? Dill, Josh? It was just a delight to watch. Yep. Um, I'm looking forward to it. And plus, I mean, we're like you said, T, we were missing some of our guys. One of the guys that I'm also looking forward to having back, not only for USA, but for my boys in Borussia Dortmund, is Gio Reyna. Yeah, dude. Who's planning on, on being able to return to training before the end of the year. So come 2022... Um, when we're actually, you know, up in the World Cup, like, that's going to be a huge addition to the squad to have him back up at the front as well. He just provides another layer to that attack that we've been, you know, praising this whole time. So I'm excited to have him back as well. And, you know, we're only going to go up from here with the guys that we can add back in. We're only going to get better, and we're already great. And our guys are playing overseas, which, you know, like, in big roles for the first time ever, too which is great. So, And one thing to wrap up this first quarter. Usually, I mean, you guys know this feeling. You're getting ready for, for a game. You're driving down. You're headed to TQL Stadium. You've got your gear on. You're, you're hoping for a win, but you know, three wooden spoons later, you're not getting a W. You know what I mean? So to walk out of TQL Stadium with an actual win, which is something I've never seen, Till this game, because I missed the other game. I was out of town the one time we won this year. It was incredible. It was, it was an experience like I've never felt, too. So that might have been extra joy on top of that. It's like, holy crap, we actually won a game in the stadium. It's not cursed. Because I walked in and I was like, dude, there's a chance Mexico whoops our butt and this stadium is absolutely cursed. And I, it just might be the stadium. But nope, it's not. It's just it's a team. It's just our team right now. <laughs> <laughs> so... Hopefully three wooden spoons is enough. Right. We'll go from there. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> heck of a game, USA. Proud of you, boys. Excellent work. All right, Doge. I'm going to toss it right back to you, buddy, because as wild as the USA game, as fun as that was, the Formula One race in Brazil this week was just as wild and just as fun. So why don't you give us an update on it, and then we'll, we'll give you our thoughts, because we actually watched it this time, too. So... I'm glad you guys were able to catch it because it was really, like you said, T, just a wild race, but also just a wild weekend. Yes. So for the people that didn't get to catch all a of it, I'm going to give you a, a, a bit of a synopsis here mm-hmm. of the entire weekend. Drama for Lewis and Max, the yes. two drivers, all weekend. Yep. So this was one of the the Formula One Grand Prix where they were doing the sprint qualifying, which I think they should do more of. It's awesome. You get two races for one. So on Friday, they were doing qualifying to get placed into the sprint race on Saturday. Um, They were battling it out, battling it out, battling out back and forth. Lewis winds up taking the pole, Max second, Valtteri third. Checo, I think, was was fourth or fifth. But um, about what you would expect. Lewis was the fastest car on the track for sure. After the session, they get lined up in the one, two, three, you know, for the for the pictures at the end, photo op, whatever. Max goes over and touches Lewis's rear wing. He's, like, kind of checking it out. Like, what's going on with this? First off, 
not allowed to do that. So the FIA goes in and fines Max 50,000 euros. Not allowed to touch the other guy's cars. Um, That's a lot of dough. It's a lot of dough. <laughs> it, it's not It's not some chump change. Um, afterwards, Red Bull had put in a, a query to get that Mercedes car tested and looked at. And Lewis's car was found to not meet, have met like the maximum – well, it went past the maximum opening for the DRS system where the rear wing opens up on DRS. It was opening up further, allowing like more air to go through. Um, reducing the drag. Max is a so, dude. That's so funny. <laughs> so it's like right after Max had touched it too. So Mercedes is like, you know, it, like <laughs> our car was fine earlier, but now he touched it and it's not. Right. So anyway, push comes to shove. <laughs> Lewis gets his qualifying times disqualified. So he has to start this race on Saturday, the sprint race from 20th in the very back. Crazy starts the weekend. He already was going to have a five-place grid penalty on Sunday due to an engine change. Fast forward to Saturday. You've got the sprint race. Max at pole, Bottas in second, but right out the gate on the whole shot, right down the line, as soon as the race starts, Bottas takes the lead from Max and and leads the entire race. Meanwhile, Lewis, in only 24 laps, goes from 20th to 5th. Dude, he is a machine. He, he, he was, it was so crazy. He was driving like a madman. Um, you're almost just like, real quick, you're almost just like, well, how come everybody doesn't just do that? Because it just looks like he's just like, oh, well, I'm actually just going to press on the gas. Like, that's how like much different it looks like for him. It's so crazy. Go ahead. Carry on. It's it's so insane. Max is the same way. cars are quick, behind. but Lewis behind a Mercedes car is just lethal. So he gets up to fifth, which qualified him. Technically, because of the five-place grid penalty, in 10th for the Sunday's race. Then Sunday, Max and Bottas are back on the start. Bottas at pole this time. Max passes him after turn one and gets the lead. Bottas has a bit of a sketchy like turn, kind of goes wide. Sergio Perez passes him, and it's the Red Bulls in first and second. And a few safety cars happen. People are able to kind of catch up. Pour one out for Lando. Pouring out for Lando. He tried to pass his old teammate, Carlos Sainz. Hits him, goes wide. Tough race for McLaren and for Lando. Um, But Lewis Hamilton did Lewis Hamilton things and went from 10th and wound up winning by a lot. Yeah. Um, And I'll kind of leave it here. There's there's more to talk about post-race, but... What were your guys' take on the, on the weekend? Did you guys catch the sprint race as well, or like what was the you know what was your you know synopsis of of what you saw at the race? So I did not catch the sprint race, but I got to give a shout out, and I'd crack up if she actually listens to this podcast. Podcast, but Mrs. Rockhold, one of the Lake moms always text me and Patch about every single Formula One race and about every single Formula One, like, pole thing. So she's like, oh my gosh, Lewis's wing is messed up and Max is getting in trouble. I can't believe it. She's a huge Red Bull lady, too. So she's, like, super excited with Red Bull. It's really funny to, like, see that, too. Um, so I, was, I knew all about the penalties and stuff, and I didn't watch the race, but I knew all about it. I knew about Lewis having to back up in his start there, but he made it to fifth. Um, so I knew about that. I, uh, didn't know, woke up, got up Sunday morning, boom, nine o'clock. Let me flip on ESPN, roll over. I'm not really awake. Let me hear a little, 
engines firing up. Oh, it's Brazil. It's at noon. So had some time to kill, which is great. But that means we got Big Dilly up. He was able to watch it now. <laughs> and uh, not that he sleeps in that late, but <laughs> 9 a.m. is always tough. Sometimes on Sunday morning, you have a good Saturday. I can't always make it either. Um, but it was a good race. It was fun to watch. Like, I don't know. I said earlier, you're just in awe of Lewis Hamilton. And Max was just as fast, too. Um, and then one quick thing before I'll give it to you, Dill. The fact that they have the in-car audio of the drivers, that's it seems to be pretty uncut, is incredible. Mm-hmm. Where, like, at one point, Max is just like, I think we just threw away a good one, too. Or maybe that was Bottas. Somebody, so one of the top four guys was just like, I can't believe we did that. I think we just threw away a good one-two, or an easy one-two. And it might have been Bottas with the pit. But I think it was Max. But either way, you're just like, you would never catch any of that on court in the NBA. You get a little of a mic'd up in the NFL, but it's not like that. And it's not that raw. Where it's like, hey, you guys screwed this up. Like, what the hell? Um, and so that was interesting. So I don't. do you remember who that was, Doge, possibly? Or... I don't remember catching that on the okay. on the mic. So you remember I, that? I, I, know, remember. I know we talked about it when it happened because I said the same thing. Yeah. But. So the only real thing I remember is um, when Max was talking to the pit crew about making sure that they get in before Mercedes on the next yeah. uh, pit because they under Mercedes undercut Red Bull on the first one, yeah. and when Red Bull ended up um, pitting. Even though they were still ahead, they uh, Mercedes made up a bunch of time, and then I think they were second, third at that point. Red Bull is one and four, uh, or something like that, <clears throat> and then they kind of like worked off of each other to try to get, you know, overtake Max. But, um, so one of the things that you know was interesting is to see the DRS system like actually work yeah you were asking about that it was wild so and and, you know all the ins and outs of like when you can use it and things like that which i don't know for certain all the rules but by the end of the race i think i understood it for this application for there's uh, certain there's only like certain areas well we know about like that's what I'm saying. The distance like, between, but there's only certain areas where you're allowed to use it. So it's like is that a right. race zone? There's a couple yeah. DRS zones. Okay. Like some races only have one, some have multiple, some have none. I'm pretty sure. Like sometimes. Yeah. It's typically, typically two. Some have it? three. Right. Yeah. So that was something we were figuring out through the race, and it was working like crazy. I mean, like you could totally see it working, and you know. It's kind of, the funny thing is to steal that extra point for the fastest lap, like when Red Bull went back in, like I think in the seventieth lap, got yeah, in tires it was like the and second just went to last lap. I think they put Sergio Perez on the soft tires, yeah, and just bombed it, dude. And he went yeah. like a one eleven, and everyone else was like fastest lap. Bottas had it at a one thirteen flat, yeah, and then he went a one eleven, so he went a full two seconds faster. Yes, yeah, it was like crazy those tires like a difference and when you just know you don't have to conserve anything as far as like fuel electricity like power management all of those types of things like you can just go one thing they kept saying and it was not a factor it didn't seem for anybody but they were like oh and these guys only brought two sets of hot tires and they didn't ride on them at all yesterday so who knows what it's gonna be like out there on the course and it's just like everybody had a perfectly fine race yeah like, for the most yeah, but I mean, I mean of course, was... you know that mean that could be a factor for sure. But 
It was just funny. They kept saying that, like, the whole time. Like, they were, like, 40 laps in. They're like, and don't forget, you know, that they haven't used these tires yet on the second set of hards, so we'll see what Lewis does here. Is he going to go with the softs? You know, it was just funny. I don't know. I think right, that, you only get so many sets of tires for the entire weekend. Right, well, so I know that. So you're using those same ones for the practice and the qualifying and everything. So some of those tires, even though it's fresh compared to what you were just driving on, they like some of them are completely fresh, some of them have been used, so that's, there's definitely the little differences there for the entire weekend. They made it seem like it was a big disadvantage or a possible disadvantage that they hadn't used them at all. On the day mm. before. Just because the drivers wouldn't know how to react Because they're like too, tires. they're too fresh. Different feel. Yeah. Right. Not worked in at all. Right. They wouldn't be able to adjust quick enough mid-race. Because, <clears throat> like, I bet, Doge, because you were saying, too, this is like a sprint qualifying thing, right? Whereas, like, a normal one, you might run them all and get them all warmed up. Right. So it's, like, not an issue. So maybe that's why they're hitting it so hard on this one. Because I'd never heard him say that before. Yeah, I mean, the sprint race was, you know, 24 laps, and you're not typically running that much on a on a qualifying day. You know, you're typically doing a little bit less than that. And then to have the practices still before, and you had to practice even after the the sprint qualifying. So, Did they all rock mediums on the the sprint? I don't remember what compound most people were racing on in the sprint. I think it was mainly mediums. Um, I don't doubt you'd go the soft and rip those up for a sprint. Like, right, because, I mean, soft, You by the by the time you get, you know, 15 okay. laps in, those are pretty worn down. I was going to say, right, 24 for soft would be too much, so. Right, right. They had, I they had, most people rode the medium. I would say they probably just went medium and rode it the whole time, and that's why nobody had been on the hard ones. Mm-hmm. I believe guess. so. Um, either way, dude, incredible race. I know... Um, if you do any ringer following stuff, Kevin Clark always has some good Formula One, and he's saying this is such a good year to to get into Formula One because you're getting to see everything in terms of strategy, and in terms of like <clears throat> head-to-head matchup stuff. Yeah. So like we're really getting to see that, and like I don't know, like Dill mentioned too, like one of the cool things at the end, it's like, oh well, Red Bull Red Bull isn't going to win, so we might as well take a point away from Mercedes and just go soft tires. Doesn't matter if what place you really get now, and just rip up the track and, and go super fast. So I just like to see all the different little strategy involved where it's not just, you know, going around the track and seeing who wins first, second, third. So Right. And you can't always wind up doing that at the end of the race, but Sergio right. Perez had such a such a big gap. There's a gap between there. Him and right. and Leclerc and fifth. Right. That he was able to pit and get those new tires and still have about a ten to thirteen second window yep. between him and Leclerc even afterwards. So yeah, that was that definitely was definitely unique, but um, we've seen it with Lewis before in a different race this season too. So yep. in this <clears throat> in this situation, it also he has an open track to go on, so he has more ability to kind of use the whole track versus like having to worry about running into somebody in the corner or right, right. somebody breaking in front of him. You know, so he was able to go all out. So it just kind of lined up perfectly, like you guys said. But um, dramatic ending. With how things are, how things ended, and then also something we haven't mentioned yet was the uh, interaction, kind of the close call between Verstappen and um, so classic and Every Lewis time. at the very end. Yeah, neither of those guys have any. <clears throat> with like what, yeah. ten, uh, fifteen laps to go, maybe mm-hmm. ten, fifteen to go. 
That was they were fighting. That was when Max was still in the lead. So yeah. Lewis was coming up on him, and Lewis was absolutely going to pass him. And he would have passed him for sure. And Max was like, Max Get the kind hell of out took of him way. wide and and took them both off of the track. And then there was another time that um, Max got uh, black and white flagged, which is like a warning because on a straight he was like swerving to keep Lewis behind him. Yeah, yeah, yep. Which you're not allowed <laughs> to do on the straights. You got to keep it straight and like. You can try to like hold your own space and keep your racing line, but if right. you're cutting people off on a straight, like that's that's like a big no no. So seems very dangerous. Well, because Mercedes was trying to ask the FIA that was about funny that, too. and they when they uh, had the pit crew interaction with the FIA, they're just like, "Yo, like we collected all the data and we don't find anything to further investigate." They're just like, "What do you mean, like, dude? Like it's it's obvious that he did that, like." How do you not have, like, obviously you don't and have all the data. To, they, like, cut to Lewis, and they're like, yeah, Lewis, uh, they found nothing with the Max interaction. He's like, of course not. Like, just super quick, super, like, of, like, why would they? Like, it was really funny. Yeah, like, he didn't expect, like, right. yeah. Like, 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 of course they're not going to Did anyone him. expect us to see, you know? He so, had a good political answer when they asked him about Max's strategy there, and he said, you know, everything's moving so fast, we're both racing. He's like, you know, I, I wouldn't expect anything less. He's like, when you're when you're fighting for the first spot there. He's like, so he had a little bit more of a political answer there, but yeah, like that's a that was gonna bring me kind of to the the post race stuff. You obviously had Lewis win. Give us the you had Max in second, Valtteri in third, and then Checo wound up getting fourth, and he got the fastest lap. But if the FIA would have investigated, and typically that infraction would be like a five second penalty. Which, if you don't pit, they just take five seconds. They, like, add five seconds to your time on the total race. Right. When it got down to it, Valtteri Bottas was moving faster than Verstappen at the end. Mm -hmm. And he only was about three, three and a half seconds behind Max when the race ended. So if he would have been given that five-second time penalty, Bottas would have gotten second. Verstappen would have been third. And the, the points would have been... Even better, like extending the lead for Mercedes in the Constructors' Championship, and it would have made the Drivers' Championship between Lewis and Max even that much tighter. Yeah. So, um, shoot. There were a bunch of Mercedes fans going out on social media, and they were like, "Release the release like the car footage of when Max was steering there, because like if he's like steering out wide like to block him off, like that's clearly like." He was clearly trying to do that, but yeah, I mean, it was so it was obvious yeah. from watching it at home. You're like, dude, he was defending for sure, you know. But is that the racing line he wanted or what? No, I mean, they both went wide, no. so like he, I don't know. It was a sketchy move by Max. He didn't wind up getting the penalty, but Mercedes even put in after the race for it to be investigated further. I don't see the FIA going back and adding five seconds of Max's time now, but it's not something you typically see after the race. People getting investigated for something like that. So it'd be interesting to see if anything really does come of that or not. So, Doge, to go back for a second, when you said about that quote with um, being PC, you said that was Lewis saying that, correct? Yeah. That also, for me, the first thing I heard, because I didn't know he said that, the first thing that I think about when he says that is that also allows him to kind of open the door for saying, like, hey, he did it when he was in that situation, so don't expect me to be different. You know what I mean? Like, Correct. Right exactly. back, right like back to right back to Max. It's right. gonna be it's gonna be the same way, buddy. So it's like, hey, don't you know? It's it's okay now. It better be okay later, right? Um, because it's been an issue all season. We've mentioned it multiple times on and off the pod. 
you know, with, with how Max is kind of just, like, the guy who just, like, cries wolf about stuff, it seems. like I don't know if he cries wolf, but he's, like, always, like... I guess maybe that's a good way to say it. He, he's just he's, a classic, like, condition out but can't take it guy. He's always the victim, I guess, it seems like. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he never's he in the wrong... well, but so does Christian Horner, the team boss of Red He's Red. so good at that, too. Yeah, it's so funny. They, he's, like... He's very good about pointing the finger, playing Tattletale. They do a good job playing it off each other. They're great. Like, they're great. Uh, as you, as they say on part of my take, they're great spin zone guys, where they can just take yeah. anything yeah. and just flip it and be like, "Well, no, actually, this is totally Lewis's fault." I mean, it's, you can clearly see he's taking an outside line that's way out of proportion. I mean, he was getting in Max's way, right, or something like that. And it's like, no, dude, I mean, this one's pretty obvious. <laughs> and some of the other ones yeah. have been obvious, and Lewis has had some obvious ones too, where it's been like. It's just exciting. These guys aren't going to back down. So it's going to be cool to see. I saw that uh, Mercedes is going to petition again for them to further look into this, by the way. So. What was you saying that? I know. Yeah, that's what I was saying. So it's it's not typical that you see that this far after a race. but uh, Right. I don't think they're going to be It'll be interesting to anymore. see if anything does come of that for sure. Yeah. We'll stay, we'll stay tuned. It's it's also fun because they're going back-to-back-to-back weekends in these races. To finish the season, right? Well, they've got two more after Qatar this weekend, but they had Mexico two weekends ago. They had Brazil this past weekend, and they have Qatar um, this upcoming weekend. Yep. Okay. I think they're taking the the weekend of Thanksgiving off, and then I think they've got you know two more races after that. And I don't know if those are back to back or not. Okay. But uh, it'll be interesting to see how you know three weekends in a row of racing kind of wears on on the guys and who can actually the cars you know stick it out and be tough for for three weekends in a yeah. row and continue to perform without having that that break weekend that's a lot of endurance for those guys too <laughs> for sure this is also the first qatar grand prix as well so it's new oh that's exciting mm-hmm. um i guarantee by the way you heard it here first ladies and gentlemen clubhouse podcast tj butler announcing that the FIAA will come out and say that there was an infraction between Max Verstappen, but they will not affect the points because it was something. It'll be like the last two-minute report from the NBA where they'll be like, well, Jason Tatum was actually fouled in the last shot of the game, but we didn't call it because we didn't feel like it. Um, so here's the little piece of cheese afterwards to make you guys feel better about it. And that's what that'll be. It'll make, it'll make the Mercedes fans feel a little bit better about themselves, and it won't do anything to f- affect Red Bull at all. Because that would just be super lame. And it would make people think that they're out to help Mercedes. So that's exactly what I think is going to happen. You heard it here first, Teach okay. Butler. Okay. I feel like if any governing body in sport is is likely to go back and hit somebody after a race has ended, though, it would, after like any event has ended, that's it would true. be the FIA. Because they hit Sebastian Vettel um, after the race ended because he didn't have enough fuel in his car. And they... Like took him They're out of his sticklers. podium position earlier in the year. They're definitely. I mean, you got to weigh yourself before and after. So like, there it's it's no joke. So I, I'm you're not wrong, Doge, but I think that they are enjoying the drama, if you will. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, it brings more attention to the sport, and it gets gets more people interacting with it, and it's Correct. it's wild. So it's, they've, it's they've, really they've successfully commandeered a whole entire quarter on our podcast. So here's the thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. If this incident is between 
the rules of F1, then nothing's going to happen. If they can, like, find out that it breaks the rules, then, like, something might happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to go back and look at it, but say that it was just they don't have enough, like, sufficient evidence to say that it was, like, a blatant. (laughs) Right. Yeah, like, it's... It's going to be, like... Right. It's going to be like in football where a call like isn't like confirmed but it's not overturned either. They're like the call on the field stands. stands. Yeah. It's not confirmed, but yeah. they're just like we can't really say it was this or that, but like I you know, we don't have that. enough to prove one way or the other. Right. I agree with that analogy, Dush. Yeah. I can agree. I like it. So we've got a tight finish here. I've got the driver standings and the constructor right now. Yeah, pull them up here, and then we'll. So three three time. races to go, and Max has a fourteen point lead on Lewis. Um, for reference, what, what was the difference before that race? Do you know? I think it was. Oh shoot! I think it was like twenty. 20. That's what I thought too. Okay. Twenty. Um, Two. Yeah. So 10. what is it now? It's fourteen. I, it had to have been twenty one. I think. Yep. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, or 20. Shoot, I don't know. Anyway, um, Hamilton's made up some ground. But now you're at the Constructors' Championship, and Mercedes actually spread the lead a little bit. So mm-hmm. they're up 11 points on Red Bull. Still very tight. Ferrari and McLaren fighting for third. Ferrari widened the lead a little bit more, which I hate. I was pulling for McLaren to get that third spot. But they're up 31.5 points on McLaren. I don't see McLaren coming back and getting that unless... They were able to snag some podiums, and Ferrari fell out of the points in a couple races. They'd have to pull another one too, probably. They would have to. They would have to at least get a guy on the podium and have Ferrari, you know, finish like one guy in ninth, and then another guy not finishing for like two of the last three races. So it'll be tough. But Mercedes and Red Bull, eleven points when you've got four drivers, it's close enough to where if one of those guys wrecks and gets a DNF. Like it's anybody's ball game, so it, it's so it's so tight, bro. Yeah, big stakes. Because if Verstappen blows a tire and he goes off the side, and Hamilton wins the next race, then he's got the lead by eleven. Yep. You know, it's it's that close. It's gonna be crazy. So, Did you? Uh, when you're talking constructors' cup. I think you forgot a team at the top. Like, isn't doesn't Haas have a lot of points or? Do they have eight points this season? Haas it continues to be the only team in Formula One with zero points the whole year. <laughs> All right, let's. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, it. We'll leave it there. Jesus. They are so bad. Yeah, terrible. Before, before we leave, Go ahead, Formula guys. One. Um, quick pour one out to Antonio Giovinazzi. Yeah. Kimi Raikkonen from Alfa Romeo is retiring after this year. We always knew that, but um, it was announced this week that Antonio Giovinazzi will not be returning to Alfa Romeo either. Um, Alfa Romeo is bringing up a driver from Formula 2. Um, I'm going to butcher his first name, but it's a Chinese driver. His last name is Zhu, Z-H-O-U. Give us, come on, give us an attempt. I I, I don't even know what it is, honestly. Right, so not worth but, um, I know it's Zoo. So Zoo's entering that that driver spot for Alfa Romeo next year. Okay. First Chinese driver in in Formula One history. Crazy. Wow! So, Heck yeah! So it'll be a cool, uh, you know, barrier broken for them. And 
actually the news was broken on a like mechanics shop in China that had a, a decal of the guy saying like first Formula One driver from China and it was broken before Alfa Romeo had told Antonio Giovinazzi or anybody else. So uh, somebody somebody spilled the beans in China and uh, somebody posted about that I think on Sunday. So it's uh, nice. <laughs> kind of interesting how that news broke, but that, that came out this weekend. So the whole grid for next year is filled up. All the teams know exactly who their two drivers are going to be. That's exciting. George Russell's going to get his chance in Mercedes next Georgie. year. It'll be, that'll Georgie. be fun. Georgie. The young lad. The young lad. Mr. Saturday. <laughs> Isn't that his nickname? <laughs> it very well could be. He performs really well in the qualifying for That's the, what they call him. the, the yeah. piece of garbage car that he drives in. That's what they call him. Big Doge, right back at you on halftime. Where can we find the Clubhouse-specific social media stuff as we take a little break here? We are on Facebook in the Metaverse. Jesus. It is the Clubhouse. We should try, to do, a meta- we should try to do a Metapod sometime. <laughs> <laughs> on Twitter and the other Meta affiliate, Instagram, our handles are Clubhouse underscore TCSN which stands for the Cheap Seats Network. <laughs> right? I beg right to now? differ. Yes, <clears throat> sir. But on Facebook, type that in. The Cheap Seats Network. Boom. And then on Twitter, at the underscore cheap underscore seats. Boom, boom, boom. But you know, SN don't stand for what you think it might. <laughs> so what's it stand for? It's coming up, but hasn't happened yet, like the SN. That's the only hint you're going to get. Oh. Oh. They're not any crazy words. They're pretty common words. Mm. Are you... That's another hint. I have a question that has to do... Like, are you sneaking in your news now? Or is it your thing, the buzzer beater? That was going to be your warm-up. Not related. Okay. Because I was going to say sad news. It is. Different. Another tease for Dill's buzzer beater right there. Um, Okay, I got to revamp. Doge, you give me yours if you got one. My guess was going to have nothing to do with the hint that Dill gave me, so now I've got to try to think of two different words. What were you thinking? I was sticking on the Formula One train. Ooh. I'm just going to say it because I know say I'm not going to get it, boy. Right say right it with your chest. Yeah, Come on. you got to go through gut reaction. Slippery Norris. Because Lando Norris just got absolutely drilled on the first turn of the, <laughs> the race. No, that's not it. I know. I know it's not it. It's a good effort, though. It makes sense. Thanks. If you made the SNs, it might have been a good one. <laughs> you True. suck. True. Um, I certainly will not get it right, but I'm going to go with because uh, it just... Hasn't came. happened yet, T. So I said it's coming up and it hasn't happened yet. Like Doge. the SN. Doge just Dikembe tumbled me and I needed it so bad. I went up to dunk at the rim... And he's wagging his finger in my face like, don't you forget. It hasn't happened yet. Okay. 
Um, and I'll give you another one. It's not Saint Nick. It's I'm not. not I'm not. I know it's not. I've given up on the thought that you will put those two connections together. I've tried Saint Nick <laughs> enough times around the Christmas time. Um, what other time of year is it getting close to? It's. I'm just like. I'm trying to give you guys one. This is probably our 60th or 70th SN. Not, I mean, no one's ever gotten it. It's an impossible feat. Sweet potato nannies? <laughs> Sweet potato nannies. That stuffing, makes... stuffing, <laughs> stuffing. Nannies. <laughs> no nos. <laughs> you tell me, man. What? What is it? All right, so hasn't happened yet. <clears throat> Sweet potato nannies have not happened yet. So it's coming up soon, and it hasn't happened yet. Black Friday is coming up soon. What Shopping is... news. I couldn't figure out the Black Friday. Oh, because you got to pay attention oh, to what kind of deals you got coming up for Black Friday, <sighs> even though everything's online now. I feel so bummed. I could have got. That's one I feel like I could have gotten. Yeah, dude. Like the, it's. I'm trying I've to give you guys one. Never felt so close. And that one, I just, I don't know. You feel like it, it, like betrayed you from not being some outlandish, right? Yeah, it was too. It was too on point because I, I couldn't think of the Black Friday, <laughs> so I had to go with the sweet potato nays. That's why I'm saying you were so close because it's like you were a day early. I know. It's tough. So. God dang. Is that a better quality? That's asset? right. That's the money. That's the money in the bank. Okay. I'm like, that was a good one. That was a good one. Okay. I was trying to, I kept thinking, and I was like, dude, this is not how you spell that word. <laughs> but I kept thinking cyber because of the S. I kept wanting to go like cyber for like Cyber Monday. And I was like, Cy- it's like Cyber Monday? It's like, nah. well, obviously it's not that. I was like, well, it's <laughs> yeah. not, it's not cyber. Yeah. That's okay. Sweet potato nannies. <laughs> Dude, that's what the episode I might, needs to be. I might name the episode Sweet Potato Nannies. <laughs> <laughs> episode 103. Sweet, Sweet Potato, potato nannies. nannies. Maybe that's what we should start naming the episode, just whatever the SN is. Oh, man. Probably not. Well, that gives it away. That's true. Yeah. For right. anybody trying to guess, it gives it away. You're right. Can't do it. Maybe your guesses. Did you segue in on purpose? Or no? We could. Let's move on. Week 11. Guess the lines. Dang, I'm good. Deal with the double segue. He pumped, readjusted, hit him with the hezzy hay, then hit him again. Yep. So, Dill, we're going to let you open up as the champ of Guess the Lines. Yep. Again. Freaking beat. Thursday night football. Tomorrow night, Pats at Falcons. Ooh. Okay. Good Super Bowl matchup. That's a good Super Bowl. Twenty-eight to three, the first time I think they've matched up since then. Okay, so this is Pats at Falcons. Falcons just got whooped by the Cowboys in the pit. Uh, Pats just whooped. I gotta excuse myself from this one. That's annoying. Um, I would say Pats like. Um, Pats like minus three and a half. Doge. Pass just got a big win against the Browns. Falcons just got absolutely manhandled by the Cowboys. 
I'm going Pats minus six and a half. Somebody hire this boy. Doge, correct. I looked at it, so I can't guess on this one. Uh, Pats minus six and a half on the money. On the money? On the money. Okay. Go get yourself a lotto ticket, boy. You're hot. I, I need one. I could use some some extra cheddar these days. Good Christmas enough. shopping coming right around the corner. Oh, shopping news, dude. Shopping news. Cyber Monday. <laughs> sweet, sweet, sweet potato, potato nannies. nannies. Sweet potato nannies. <laughs> 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 might have to be a good shirt. All right, Wait. one p.m. Does right at you. Ravens at the Bears. Ooh. Oh, jeez. Interesting game. I like the Lamar Justin Fields matchup. Yeah. I like both these. I like watching these guys play. Yep. It's at the Bears. At the Bears. Ravens minus four. Billy. Uh, okay, I was gonna say Ravens minus six. I was gonna say Ravens minus two and a half. Because they looked poopy against the Dolphins, and it's in Chicago. They did look poopy against the Dolphins, which is great for us. Six and a half. Ravens, minus. So, six. Dill gets that one. Dill's got that one. I'm on the board. Didn't take long. I might have to sneak on the Bears on that. Take some points. I think that's going to be a big blowout after... uh, you think old? I guess he did give old Johnny Boy more time to prep for Justin. So, all right, Colts at the Bills. Mm. Dill. Think Bills minus <clears throat> four. Coach. That's a tough one. Yeah. I'm taking the Bills, too. I think it's... Uh, the Bills have been kind of spotty yeah. recently. Colts have been spotty, dude. Yeah. The Colts The Colts have been spotty, but they've been Winning. kind of getting better yeah. than they started. No doubt. That's for sure. I still think I'm taking Bills minus five. I'm going Bills minus three. Still home field. Three, neither, four, five. Neither okay. of them have looked great. Still a home field there. Okay. Bills minus six and a half. Okay. Wow. So I get that one too. That's huh? A lot of points. Yeah. Okay. Doge. In Buffalo. I think the Colts can play them tough. What's the weather in Buffalo <clears throat> this weekend? Cold. Yeah, North Dakota State winds out there. I'm just yeah, shocked. I guess that you're right. The, the Bills are so game. bad against the Jags. That was bad. I know that wasn't. Necessarily, and last then they won forty-five to seventeen against the Jets. Like they just get the fucking Jets. But they've had. You're a Bengals fan scoffing at the Jets. Like Mike White's jersey isn't retired in the Hall. Of Fame. Yeah, he had four picks and yeah. got benched this next game. For, and he just decided to pop uh, Flacco, boy. I saw. Anyway, okay. Ben, yeah. What's the next game? Eat. I thought Mike White was hurt. He played the last game. He sat. He like played some snaps and then and that. Not the game after the Bengals, and then sat out, and then he played last game, and he was trash. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Lions at the Bronze, Doge. Hoo, 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 hoo. The dog pond. 
Is Bake back? Is he trash? Free Odell? Are the I Lions, think Odell's trash. Are the Lions... I don't think, I don't think Baker's... Are the great. Lions streaking? They missed <clears throat> a 47-yard field goal short. Yeah. Where they could have beat the Steelers. I'm at home he also taking missed Browns. An extra point to... Minus... Six and a half. You, no. Literally the exact what I was going to do. I'm going to go Browns. Trust your gut. I'm going to, well, now that you guys are both tied, I'm going to tighten it up a little bit. I was going to say Browns minus nine. I'll just leave it there. Like, the Browns defense, all they're going to do is get after Jared Goff. Like, why did, I don't expect the Lions to score any points. Is and, Chubb for sure back? And if Nick Chubb's going to be back, just like Aaron Rodgers is back after one week of the COVID. I didn't put should, the Chubb equation in there either. I'm sticking with Chubb it. Chubb a Chubb all over there. All over. I'm sticking with it. So I got brownies minus nine. Brownies minus nine and a half, boys. I'm on the board. Let's go. What? There you go. What do you mean what? Dude, we look terrible. Have you watched the Lions play? They just tied a team that we look terrible as well, I guess. Dude, that was the dude. The Steelers they tied were, the Mason Rudolph Steelers. Right, wrong. So he's the worst man. He's garbage. The worst. Yeah, I mean, I don't disagree. And they would have won if Pat Fermoth or whatever the heck his name is didn't fumble. Like, dog, come on. The tight end. Yeah, like just hold on the ball. You get the dub. New age Heath Miller. Not if he's fumbling in clutch moments in overtime. Heath wouldn't do that. No way. I'm not even a Steelers guy. You know? Well. Look at me, Teach. Coming here at 4 o'clock prime timers. Got the boys, the Bengals, at the Raiders. Whew, this is a tough one. Bengals coming off of two chupus ass losses. Raiders coming off huh. a chupus loss. <clears throat> right? They can play the Chiefs. Yes. They lost yeah, okay, against right. the Chiefs. I was like, right? They play the Chiefs. I was, just, I fell asleep for that whole game. The Chiefs smoked them, smacked them, yeah. smacked them up and down. Man, this is crazy. I don't know. Raiders minus two. <laughs> Two and a half. Freaking chip. Extra week of rest. Bengals. Raiders looked really bad against the Chiefs, who have been questionable this year. I'm taking the Bengals minus one and a half in Oakland. I almost said in Oakland. In Vegas. In Oakland. What did you say? Bengals minus one and a half. You son of a bitch, Doge. You got it right. Is right. that it? Right on the head. Bengals minus Right on the money? Half. Yeah. Wow. Right on the money, baby. To, You're hot right now. Right Get now. to the lotto. <clears throat> I need to leave right now. Get to the just... Hey, sign off. How we'll many do, games we got we'll left? We'll do the fourth without you. Just get to the casino. <laughs> How many games we got left? Uh, One, two, three, four. And he's up two? Okay. Right? You're up three to <clears throat> one to one? Yep. Three to one to one. Yes. Doge. Huge game. Okay. Likely going to be game of the week. I would expect everybody to be tuned in for this one. 
how about them Cowboys going in to Arrowhead and facing old Pat Mahomes after the old Raiders tune-up? Cowboys at the Chiefs. This is a crazy one to try to guess the line for because the Cowboys are rolling. But the Chiefs are kind of rolling. Chiefs were just really hot. They might have the offense clicking. Dallas is one of the best teams in the league. What are they, like 7-2? and two? Yeah, I think they're the best in the NFC right now. Maybe Packers are. I think Vegas likes what they just saw of the Chiefs, so I think they give them the home field advantage and a little and a little extra cherry on top. I think it's Chiefs minus three and a half. Dill? Chiefs minus three, stinking my gut. See, I think Vegas loves the Cowboys right now. Okay. They probably do. I'm thinking I was going to go Chiefs minus two and a half. Because I do think it. just so a little less than home two field. Two and a half, three, three and a half. Okay. Price is right, him. I hey, listen. I've never felt better, Dush. Squeeze him out. Squeeze him out. Minus two and a half. Teach. <clears throat> three, two to one. Nice pick. Good squeeze. Good squeeze, boys. Good squeeze. All right. We Teej. executed that perfectly, Teej. Good work there, Doge. Teej, coming at you. Thanks, Teej. Cardinals at the Seahawks. <laughs> <laughs> Big interdivision matchup here. Um, I think Kyler Murray is expected to be back. Factor that into your decision. Russell Wilson is back, even though he didn't look back last week. Twelfth man, always back in Seattle. Loud. Cardinals minus two. Doge? Them keeping Kyler out an extra week, I think, was the right call. Yep. I think Seattle bringing Russell back last week was the wrong call. Yep. Cardinals have been kind of poopy since their undefeated start. They've, they've looked a little shaky, but with Kyler back, it's going to be nice. I'm taking the Cardinals just minus three, straight up. Wow. Dilly? What did you say, two and then three? Did I say two and a half or say two? I think you said two and a half. I thought I said two and a half. Two and a half, three. Screw it, dude. Three and a half. Wow. Seahawks? (laughs) Cardinals minus two and a half. Teach. Here we go. Wow, tied up. I don't need this comeback energy from you. I need it. I'm not going to buy the lottery ticket if you execute this. But I might, though, because I don't think think I've ever won Guess the Lines. Yeah, two games left, right? So I might have to go, Doge. I might have to just go get to the newly named Hard Rock. Oh. Down here in Cincinnati. We're looking for a sponsor at Hard Rock. Shouts out. T, coming back at you. Steelers at the Chargers, Sunday night football. Kind of a flop. Unless Big Ben's back. Then it's kind of I was going right. to say, do we know if Ben's playing? This I don't know. 
All I do know is it's going to be mad Steelers fans. It might be like 80% Steelers fans in the Chargers stadium. So it's practically a Steelers home game. You can run the ball on the Chargers. Chargers can throw it, though. Chargers minus one and a half. Golly, I don't like it, but... Is it me or is it Dill? Go with you, Doug, because you're, you're the... You guys are the points leaders. Yeah, we're the champions. The, the two and a halves have been hot. I'm going to stick with yeah, it. Yeah, they've been hot. Chargers minus two and a half at home against the Steelers. No. I'm saying three, so. I'm sticking with it. I'm sticking with it. Chargers minus three and a half. Dill with the comeback. Could potentially tie it here. One game left. One game left. Three so it's me tie. three, Tooch three, Dill two. Yeah. We might have to introduce <laughs> oh, man, a tiebreaker if Dill hits this. Wow. Yeah. Absolute barn burner. Yeah, if Dill hits this, we got to introduce a tiebreaker. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Base. This, this, this is, is hot, boys. S-P-T. This is what you tune in for. S-P-T, baby. This is what you tune in for. Monday Night Football. Danny Dimes. Ooh. Wait, oh. hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm guessing it's Monday night, Danny Dimes, the Giants in Tampa. Going into Tampa Bay. You know why? Your guess is first still here, so what's the line? I'll guess this right because I'll be there. Hill's going. You say you're going? It's a cheap seats gift? I believe. Uh, wow. I believe I'll be. You're going to fire the cannons, is what you're saying to me? Yeah, I'll. Holy. I'll keep this complete for an addition in the buzzer beater. Now we're gonna have, I'm gonna do something. This else. might make All this right. might guarantee the extra. We're going Tampa going to the game. minus a touchdown. Doge. <clears throat> Tampa's got something to prove. They're at home against the Giants. We're not great. I think it's got to be Tampa minus eight and a half. I'm going Tampa minus six and a half. There's a little, a little Giants respect. I don't know why, but it's going to be interesting to see how this. Swings. Danny Dimes plays better on the road and in prime time. I will give you that too. He loves to beat up on Tom. He beat us last year at home That's what I'm on saying. Monday night. Holy goodness! What'd you say? Seven. What'd you say? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Good game, Doge. Eleven and a half. Eleven and a half. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot of points. A lot of points. Bucks have lost two in a row. That's what I'm saying. Came out cold against the. uh, Dude, we might have to hit the G men on that. That's a lot of points. Tom lost three in a row. Well, I'm just saying the points. I'm Michigan. not talking money line. I know. Man. Get out of here with that. But don't you think he just shows up and just pops off? I mean, when's the last time Bill Belichick lost three in a row, though, too? Like, he's half the reason, too. Like, he's like, I'm not losing these games. Or Bruce Arians might not be. Bill Belichick didn't win the Super Bowl last year. That's fair. It looks like they maybe would this year. I could see this being just a blowout game 
or Danny Dimes just randomly makes this really close. But I, I could see this being like 38 14 bucks. Vita Vea did just get hurt, though. And Saquon's back. I think they're gonna they're gonna smoke him. I'm with you, Dosh. I'm just joking. Um, that's a lot of points still. It's a ton of points. Yeah. If I hear Vita is not in come Friday, that's still eleven and a half points. I mean, might have to take that. Might have to take that. All right. I think it's buzzer beater time, right? No. TJ, what I what I think you should do is a whole other quarter, guy. Trevor. Hey, hey, hey. What? Come, come Saturday. What? Because Trevor, two weeks in a row, has Dude. picked the underdog lock of the week. The trap game. Trev's trap game of the week. Trap game of the week. He took Jags over the Bills, and he took the football team over the Bucks, and he locked it in. Who do you think it even could be this week? Let me read off the games. Who are the Lions playing? The Browns. No what? way. He's not He's not calling that trap game. Maybe Patriots at Falcons? Doubt it. Texans at Tennessee Titans? Wouldn't He wouldn't call that. Packers at, he might. Packers at Vikings? He might call. Dude, I'm telling he might you. Call the I'm Texans. telling you. Ravens at Bears. Ravens and Bears. I'm thinking Steelers beating the Chargers. Yeah, after they come back after the tie, they're just pissed. The Tomlin tie. <clears throat> we got to get his take rolling into Saturday or Sunday morning. Yeah, I agree. We need it. Yeah. Can no, but Dill, you were way off on the you were way off on the buzzer beaters. We got a whole fourth quarter. Hold another quarter, buddy. Guys, I was trying to segue for the elapsed time. Well, well yeah, sure. I was getting a nice DC. Nice okay. DC. That's uh, that's what somebody that didn't know there was fourth quarter would say. What? Because we had one subject that we talked about, and then it's buzzer beaters. Doge had a good setup, and I was gonna segue Come too, on, but we had more to talk about. He had a good, nice like. We were talking about contenders, and then, but we we got flipped it. So. Moving on. We got a little, so again, like I said at the beginning, this is Copycat League, as you guys know. Um, we're taking things from other good pods. We're doing things. Other people are taking stuff from our pod, of course. You know, everybody shares the wealth, shares the love. So we're taking a game that we uh, we found on the Rosillo pod, Ryan Rosillo, you know, ringer employee, called the Super Bowl Contender Draft, where we're each going to pick five teams out of the NFL uh, 32 and as the year goes on, we're going to keep up with them and keep track of, uh, you know, how they're doing throughout the, the playoffs on this scoring system that I'm about to read off here in a second. And then at the end of the year, we'll determine a winner. Um, it'll just be a good way to kind of check in and also, you know, a fun way for us to kind of compete with each other like we do with the guests of line. So um, if you make the playoffs, your team gets a point. Um, if you get a playoff win, um, you get uh, one point. You also get a point if you get a buy there, so you earn you know just a point for a free free win there. Um, so I guess a point for advancing is a better way to say that maybe. And then you also get a uh, two points for your conference championship win. So if you win in the 
um, AFC or NFC Championship game. You also get a point for an appearance in that game. So just showing up gets you a point there. And if you win the Super Bowl, you get five points. So, um, Are there any points for making the Super Bowl? But not winning. Well, if you win your you win your conference, you get, you get the championship two for game, winning you get the conference points. championship. Yeah. yeah, that's a two point yeah. boost. Okay. Okay. Um. Okay. So I'm gonna spin the old wheel of debate. We rearranged it with all of our names on there to determine the order of this and the snake draft here. Um. So let me spin this bad boy. And for all of those wondering, we made sure that it was perfectly at 120 degrees on the circle, so everyone's space is evenly divided, and there's nothing, you know. You keep him honest over there, Dill. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Josh. <laughs> this is for first. Just pick. like Rich Paul would say, "Are you calling me a liar?" Ooh! Oh my gosh. That's Big Dilly. That's a photo finish. <laughs> Show that to Doge. Or can you not? Do you have a, take a picture? Can you take a picture? Yeah. We'll take a pic. We'll take a pic. Alright. So I have any team on here. Ooh. Yep, the still. I have Hold any on, team. let me, we gotta determine second and third. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of myself. Yep, here. you're already you're excited already. Oof. Number two for me, Doge, you got the rap. Let's rock and roll. I like the rap. Yeah, I I'm like it. Salt right now. Go ahead, Dill. Pig number one. Floor is yours. You have to, dude. If you're dumb if you don't. That's all I have to say. For your own sake. What the Buccaneers? You don't actually. You don't mean you don't have to. No, I was like the. Oh, you got him. Okay. Bucks. Okay. Um. I'm taking the Packers. I think they look real good this year, and they're getting healthier. Bakhtiari's coming back. Jair Alexander coming back. They did not pick up Odell, which I think is huge. Even though I think that might be a good reason why the Rams could be good. Now that Bob Woods is out. Doge, you got two coming at you. Oh, man. Get this thing out of here, man. Bothering me. All right. I'm taking, with one of them, the Tennessee Titans. Sure. Because I think Derrick Henry's going to be back come playoff time. Wow. They gave him six to ten weeks when he got hurt. But I think it's going to be closer to the six. Okay. And I'm taking the comeback Chiefs. They're 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 going to be hot. I love it. Uh, the comeback Chiefs, he says. All right, man, oh, man. Now i got to choose between some good teams that I like. And just for to take a team from the other side, I'm going to take Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. Quarterback from the other side, what do you mean? Like I got an NFC, so I got, I got an AFC. <clears throat> I, got, oh. I got Raji, now I got Josh Allen. I was, gotcha. I thought you meant I took a pause. Pick. I took a pause because I was 
I have a nickname for Josh that I cannot say on air, so I just paused as I mouthed it. <coughs> I thought you were referring to Doge's pick. No. Of the no, no. Chiefs no, no, opposite no. side. Talking your pick. I got you. Team Teach here. Alright. Big Dilly. I'm super thrilled with my picks right now. Doge's got to be I'm too. kind of screwed on my picks. I don't screwed on the picks. I don't, I don't like any of them. Alright. You don't like anybody last? What are you talking about? Well, let me look at this real quick. 15 and 17, 35 bagger. <sighs> Goodness. He already has 35. Yeah. We're midway through the third. He's 15 to 17, too. Well, we're in the fourth, but. No, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that stat come up, Dilly. You can't get me this time. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> come on, Dill. I'm going to go with two birds, the Ravens and the Cardinals. Dang it. Those are going to be both of mine. They were available. So then I have two left, right? Yeah, you'll have two left. Okay. To wrap it up. Shoot. Well, that stinks. But... I'm going to take a team that I still believe in, even though they're looking like trash right now. I'm taking the Rams. It's got to... I think it's going to work. I just Their defense is just nice, I think, with all the pieces. I didn't see that. It was Big Anthony. So that was I don't know how that wasn't foul. I was between the Rams and this next team, Teach, but I'm, I'm taking the Cowboys. I can't. Oh, I can't believe you're going to root for the boys, dude. Michael Gallup's coming back. They already were nice before. Yeah, CD Lamb is the real deal. Yeah, that was, had to be a foul. That's a Jason Tatum. Their receiving core is nice. I guess he, well, he got is it really holding on his neck? Oh, man, but what do I do after that? <clears throat> I'm breaking into it, which I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do it. I still don't want to do it. The Jaguars? No, no. way. No chance. Type it in. He said Jaguars. No, he didn't. Doge? <sighs> oh. Somebody's got to take an AFC North team. He already took the Ravens. Yeah. He did take the Ravens? Oh, yeah, <clears throat> you got the birds. Yeah. So I'm not breaking the seal, but I'm still taking the team that I wanted to take anyway. The Bengals? I'm taking the team in the AFC North with the best point differential, plus 33, the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, Freaking. my God. I'm pissed. I should have just taken them before the Rams. <clears throat> oh, that stinks. I wanted to root for them. Obviously, I'm going to anyway. Um... Who is your first team again, Doge? I got the Titans, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. Cowboys and Bengals, okay. 
Give me the pads, dude. Uh-huh. I thought you might. I thought you might. <clears throat> That's kind of who I was going to go for. They look good, dude. They've been looking. I mean, they beat the brakes off the Browns. And I thought the Browns' defense was at least good enough to win them some games, even if Bake looked like trash. But holy crap. All right, I get two, right? Yeah, you got your final two. The Chargers and the Brownies. I was not taking either of them, so that's good. I was praying the Chargers were going to make it back to me, and they never were. No. Um... It's so scarce now, you know? It is. Because you're sitting here, you're like, well, man, do I believe in Carson Wentz? And there's like three teams. It's like, I'm not not touching the Saints. No chance. I'm not touching the the Raiders. Like, I don't know, maybe? I mean, you got Kirk Cousins, Cam Newton, Trevor Simeon, or whoever, you know, for the Saints. It's Trevor uh, Simeon. He had a good game last weekend. Right, and then you have uh, Derek Carr and Carson Wentz. So it's like you're slim pickings. Uh, I what would, kind okay, of I would also like to state I will not pick the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, I just won't do it. I don't. I don't intend on rooting for them. I don't want them to win the Super Bowl. I would not like to win this game on the Pittsburgh Steelers winning a Super Bowl. I'd rather we all lose. Um, yep, for sure. Give me that. Give me that. Let me see that NFC again there. So, of the teams remaining, Nor- uh, New Orleans, Carolina, God, Minnesota, San Francisco. So, uh, I mean, like, <clears throat> go up again. Go to AFC real quick. Yep. Shouts out, Ed, man. I'm taking the Colts, baby. Let's ride. Jonathan Taylor and the Carson Wentz Colts. The 49ers, I think. Maybe like Teddy Two Gloves, dude. Who knows? No, I know that for sure. A Tua and the Dolphins? No. <clears throat> I think... I would pick the Steelers <clears throat> before Tua and the Dolphins because Tua and the Dolphins are not going to the playoffs. No. I don't think New Orleans is going to be up there, so I'd say Carolina and Minnesota have a pretty good chance of getting into the uh, wild card. Yeah. And then... San Francisco, maybe? That's who I was thinking between Colts and San Francisco. So. If they're playing Arizona, the Rams, and the Seahawks, you know, that's a tough... Doge? Tough night. So this is my last pick, right? Yep. Yeah. To recap, Dill has the Bucks, the Ravens, the Cardinals, the Chargers, and the Brownies. I have the Packers, the Bills, the Rams, the Patriots, and the Colts. Some heavy hitters. Yeah. You have the Titans, the Chiefs, the Cowboys, and the Bengals. That's a fucking nice lineup, too, man. Jeez. I've got three AFC teams, and I also refuse to take the Steelers. Correct. Even though anyone in the AFC North could make the playoffs. Right. You could you could potentially get at least a point from one of those <coughs> of our teams. <clears throat> yeah. I I feel like I have to take an NFC team. Yep. And I want to stay away from anyone in the NFC North and the NFC East that's available, honestly. There's Which two leaves teams. it to very slim pickings. Yeah, you got two teams. Maybe. No, I know who you're picking. You're picking Cam Newton and the Panthers. 
No way. It's for it's sure. between it's between them and the Saints. Oh. And it's do I trust Cam Newton or Trevor Simeon and Sean Payton more? Oh, boy. <laughs> do I trust do I trust Christian McCaffrey to stay healthy for the rest of the season? I think he, I think 49ers are a better pick. That's what I was deciding between. Shanahan. Kittle is back. Kittle's back. They, if if Jimmy G goes down, Trey Kittle. Lance can at least maybe rock a little bit. Or they can, like, use him. You know? Or it's like Trevor Simeon is not taking these that goes this guy to the playoffs. So I just don't believe it. Now, Cam, Wham Bam Cam? That might be worth betting on. But I don't think so. I do like Matt Rowe. He's a good coach. McCaffrey's back, oh, too. He makes a man. major difference. It's... McCaffrey being back makes a major difference, too. I got to call the stats team on a quick, wow. quick overlook. Call him up. Call him up. Okay. And... Panthers have to play the Buccaneers two more times still. Oh, man. That's not good. <clears throat> They'll probably split that. You know what? No way. Uh, I picked him up in my fantasy team for a backup QB. I believe in him. I think he's been good. I am taking Trevor Simeon and the Saints. Wow. They're, I had to look at the remaining schedules, bro. They, Fair they enough. Play, if you stats team it, you stats team it. You don't got to... They still have games yourself. against the Eagles, the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Falcons. And those, yeah. I think, can be wins. They still have a game against the Bucks, but... I don't like the remaining schedule for the for the Panthers at all. And the 49ers are kind of tough, too. Definitely kind of tough. Yeah. <clears throat> I, mean, oh, I have buyer's remorse. <laughs> Who'd you go with? The Saints? I'm changing my mind. Can I change my mind? Wow. Am I allowed to do that? No. Yeah, uh, he just sent it out. He just sent out the I did send results. out the picture, but I can change it. That's fine. Oh. Dude, don't let him don't let him ride with Trevor Simeon. It's not fair. Dude, he picked him up on his fantasy team. He has to ride with him. Who are you gonna say? I was gonna take the 49ers. It's okay. You guys you guys can be the rules committee. Two I'll against three. It's not allowed. Here's what we're gonna do, Doug. <clears throat> Spin the wheel. I'm spinning the damn wheel. I'm gonna I'm gonna erase it. If it and it's gonna be you yes. Just do, no, you guys voted no, right? No, I'm already halfway through it. It's easy. Quick erase. Wow. That's that's sad that I had to erase your Doge face. So it was a good face. All right. That's fair. Yeah. These are very 180-degree... I've never had a straighter, more perfect line, probably ever. So, 
Here comes impromptu wheel spin. Can Doge get the 49ers or is he stuck with the Saints? Ladies and gentlemen, this is why you stay late on the pod for stuff like this. Fresh, raw content. The real action. Oh, yes, he can. Welcome wow. to the 49ers, Doge. When he like wins it. and the 49ers <laughs> win the Super Bowl, we will never forget this moment. Kyle Shanahan like might it. even come out and congratulate you personally on your victory. Because Kyle's got to stick together. Yeah, I mean, of course. Um, Doge, we're going to head into the buzzer beaters. As the champ of the guest of lines, as the last pick and wheel winner with getting the extra spot there, we're going to let you go first here for your buzzer beater. What do you got for us? Just got to give a big old congratulations. Yep. To Jonathan India, rookie of the year in the National League. Just a shout out to the Reds. I believe he was the ninth Red to do it. Yep. Uh, either eighth or ninth. Yeah. Eighth or ninth. One of those. Single digits, at least. Big shouts out to him. The the Reds teammates came in and did a congratulations video that they released. That was cool. Um, Castellanos was a big part of that video as well. Really loves Jonathan India. Castellanos, please stick around. We love you. Dude, Doge, I was saying it before the pod. A little disclosure, a little behind the scenes. All these one-year deals, man. The one-years are giving me me a little bit of hope. They're getting me geeked up for a one-year Castellanos. Just let's let it ride, boys. And I need it so bad. And I need it so bad. Jeff Ruby of I Jeff, Jeff Ruby Steakhouses offered Nick Cassianos free dinners at his restaurants for a whole year if he stays in Cincinnati. And those are some nice steaks. Nick commented and said, Jeff, you're a real one for that. It's like he at he least did. he knows that that's like a legit like, oh, man. It's like, man, those are some nice steaks. Free dinner at a really I've, free dinner at a nice restaurant like that every day. He's, he's got to put that into consideration when he's thinking about a his major free agencies. Factor. Has to be a major factor, I'd say. Well, let me just say that you know I don't know how many other teams are are having that in their back pocket. You know that's what I'm saying. <clears throat> Maybe other foods, but right. Just nice freaking Jeff Ruby's is nice, dude. It ain't no joke, dude. No, it's nice. Um. So along with some of the baseball lines, funny little um, tweet I saw today. I've got I've got two little funny things for you. One, well, this one isn't funny. Noah Syndergaard going to the Angels is not funny. That's crazy. That's one of the one-year deals. Justin Verlander, one-year deal the Astros. Uh, with the Astros. Yep, yep. Marcus Stroman's tweeting out earlier today, this is where I'm signing. You guys are like, where's that? I haven't heard any news about that, right? Because... This is from David Jones. He tweeted out earlier, I know people are trying to persuade you to find out where you're going to sign, but my toddler would like you to join our front yard wiffle ball league. Contract will mostly be fruit snacks and apple juice, and we might be able to throw in some trampoline time if you're available. So Marcus Stroman is going to be joining the front yard wiffle ball league. This is huge news. Um, I don't know. Well, minor league signing. It's minor league signing. It's huge. I mean, he's... When you get... 
fruit snacks and apple juice, it's like, I mean, who's turning down that contract? Especially when you can work in, obviously, incentive-based trampoline time. I mean, it's an incredible contract for Strowman. I really think he'll be able to earn that trampoline time on this new contract in the Wiffle Ball League. Uh, I am a bit concerned that Marcus is going from a baseball itself to a wiffle ball. Um, sometimes when you're a bit muscular, that can kind of affect your wiffle ball throwing. You might be too too built for that, but I'm sure uh, he can adjust to the league. So maybe bet um, some of the overs there at the beginning of the league uh, just because he might not be able to you know grip that ball too well. So I don't know what well, you guys think about the little <clears throat> wiffle ball league, but... Yeah, actually, you know, with his natural arm angle, I think that he's actually going to, you know, uh, thrive in this league. I think that he's going to have the ability to kind of come in day one just with a lot of spin on the ball, um, being able to kind of juke hitters out in a way that we haven't seen before in this league. So I think it's a huge signing in that regard. Doge, are you worried all the fruit snacks are going to go to his head? Like some guys sign a contract like this, you start getting your juice boxes, you get all the fruit snacks – and you you don't perform. You're you got a little sugar sugar high and you can't really focus. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah. I I think it is gonna be a tough transition for him. Um, I mean the the hitters in this league are used to the ball. You know, when, when other people, you know, switch and they've got a different kind of ball, you know, it, it takes them a little time to, to adjust. But No doubt. For if, sure. If he does struggle at the beginning, I would say you absolutely have to blame it on the juice because it's got him feeling loose. <laughs> that's a perfect way to, to wrap that up um awesome for marcus Stroman tweeting back at that guy that was really cool i'm sure it made that kid's day it made my day i thought it was funny just think about a professional baseball player just joining somebody's front yard wiffle ball league and just ripping it up especially like a pitcher of his caliber too um super funny so um also a little quick one here um, if you're wondering, I know everybody's been keeping up on this. It's Dennis Schroeder History Week. He's got uh, Dennis Schroeder traveling to all of his former teams this week, all in one week. So uh, we've got the Atlanta Hawks tonight where he played before. We're playing the Lakers on Friday night. And then we've got the Thunder um, this weekend. So kind of funny that all of the uh, all of his former teams, he's playing them all in one week. You don't typically see that especially all in a row. So interesting little fun fact there about Dennis Schroeder and the Celtics this week. Carry on, Dill. We've been all teasing right. it all night, dude. All right, so I have a couple things I'm going to talk about here on the BuzzFeeder. Sober right. news. First, um, you know, I'm sorry I didn't mention earlier about uh, shouts out to my buddy Alex. Happy birthday, buddy. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, November 17th. It's one of, the, uh, one of the days I remember as far as fellow birthdays. Big daddy. Make sure to always try to throw a text in there. And I know I did earlier today, and we've been talking on and off today. But uh, happy birthday, man. Um, also, like I was talking about earlier, um, going down to Tampa and Florida this week for the holidays. Planning on hitting Monday night. Little Raymond James, seeing the boat, seeing the old freaking cannons in action. Uh, I haven't been to Raymond James, so that's something that I'm looking forward to being able to hopefully do. And confirmed, I know uh, we're going to the four o'clock game on Saturday for the new uh, New Jersey Devils at. Tampa Bay Lightning, Ooh. Emily Arena. So, wow. little Big Saturday afternoon yeah. game um, for the Lightning there. Flying in on Friday, uh, having a nice little hotel stay, and I guess we're literally staying right next to the stadium, so it's going to be kind of cool. 
Definitely. Uh, different from where we normally stay down there. But aside from the good news, oh, um, good. yeah, yeah, <laughs> ripped my dude Dolph, man. Big, uh, rip, bro. big, big fan. Uh, it's sad to see another rapper die. Um, as he was shot uh, today. So, R.I.P. Man, sad. That's yeah, a big bummer. In a bakery, that's not what I heard too, or what I saw. Yeah, I guess he was. So he posts on Instagram a lot as far as like his different cars and stuff that he drives. It's pretty, you know, standard rapper type stuff. But a big great. thing of his is that he does like a very specific like camo wrap that all of his cars are kind of like matched. Um, I guess his car was out front, and somebody saw it, went up, shot him at a little cookie bakery. So, so be it, dude. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, we'll see what comes out of it, but I mean, this is not something that you know is uncommon for him. He's been shot at or been shot before multiple times, and I guess if you have beef, man, and people, you know, on the streets out here just kind of taking it to guns and stuff, but. Either way, that's not the conversation I'm trying to have. That's uh, no, right. It's just sad that it's it's just that's what happened in this case. Um, right. So for sure, big bummer. Obviously, yeah. Um, quality artist, definitely one of Dill's Dill's favorite box for sure. So, um, <clears throat> pour it out for Dolph. Throw on some major good song. <laughs> um, and then uh. I don't know. Get ready for a good sports weekend. Should be a good week. Um, we yeah. appreciate you guys listening, Dill. Thank you for being on. Good Great stuff, one, guys. 103 in the books. Doge, thank you as always, my bud. As always, gentlemen, it is a pleasure. Thank you for listening, everyone. This is The Clubhouse.